0: This is Oli from History Profiles. I will be taking you to the 19th century Japan, where the country was modernizing its way of life and adopting the customs and technologies of the West. However, this would leave some people living in the past and one group was the Samurai. For the sake of the story, I must also explain some of Japan's backstory and internal affairs. Anyway, let's get into the video. Saigo Takamori was born as Saigo Kokishi. He was born on December the 7th, 1827, at Kagoshima. His family were samurai of low but honourable rank, whose responsibility was serving in the feudal lord's bodyguard. He was the oldest of seven children, and when he reached adulthood, he was nearly six foot tall, distinguishing himself from his fellow samurai. He was described as brave, generous and was brilliant with the sword. He was also educated in Zen Buddhism, which is the belief that awakening can be achieved by anyone, but it requires the proper forms of spiritual cultivation from a master. Now, if we go back to the 17th century, the Tokugawa shogunate ordered Sakoku, which means the closed country. For a certain period, Japan would be closed from other countries with no foreign nationals allowed into Japan, and the Japanese people were kept from leaving the country. This lasted for 214 years. However, it would cause Japan to fall behind on all the latest technology and innovations of the past 200 years. However, in 1853, Commodore Perry of the United States Navy arrived in the Edo Bay in Japan the ship must have looked terrifying to the Japanese, but it was their first glimpse of the future. Perry ordered his ships to point its guns towards the town in order to try and intimidate the Japanese on arrival. Perry then presented a letter to attending Japanese authorities and he departed then for Hong Kong, promising to return the following year awaiting a Japanese reply this letter demanding for the opening of the Japanese ports for a trade agreement. In 1854, Perry returned with twice as many ships. A treaty had been prepared with all the demands of the letter that was then signed by Perry. However, Japan's foreign policy was still unclear. The 13th Shogun Tokugawa Lesada was in control of the military of the country, but was weak in spirit and body and had difficulty overcoming this crisis. A plot to install a new shogun was now underway. In 1858, Tokugawa Yoshitomi became the new shogun. Saigo was now 30 years old. He married Aikana, the daughter of a distinguished family. By the age of 40, Saigo was now the commander of the Satsuma forces stationed at Kyoto. He was now experienced in diplomacy having helped negotiate a secret alliance between Satsuma and Chōshū in 1866. He also helped force the resignation of the Shogun in 1867, who was the commander in charge of the army in Japan. In 1867, Saigo's troops took control of the palace gates. A group of nobles were then gathered, and the young emperor read to them a proclamation, which then began... The Meiji Restoration. This would restore the imperial system where all authority went to the emperor as there was no longer a shogun. There was a brief war between the shogunate and the new imperial army. In 1868 Saigo would negotiate the surrender of Edo, now Tokyo, then later would defeat the shogun supporters in northern Japan. The imperial court, governing system and emperor were now secure Saigo would be awarded honours for his services and loyalty, but he still refused to take part in the new government and he went into retirement. Saigo would now be regarded as a national hero due to his contributions to the birth of a new era of Japan. In 1871, Saigo was finally persuaded to join the government and was given command of the Imperial Guard consisting of 10,000 troops. In 1873, Saigo was then promoted to the rank of full general. Things would finally get moving regarding the modernization of Japan. There was a debate amongst the government as Saigo, who was the leading military figure in the nation, couldn't come to accept whether to install universal military service in Japan or not. The samurai class had always had a monopoly on warfare and installing universal training to all classes would render the samurai useless. Saigo had begun to see the dramatic changes set in motion through not opposing that issue and him being a samurai was torn between the death of the samurai which meant Japan losing its spirit or the development of the nation. When it came to the debate of the modernization of Japan, Saigo disagreed and wished to live by the old ways. He famously didn't agree with the construction of a rail network, saying they should spend the money instead on military modernization. He also insisted that Japan should go to war with Korea because of their refusal to recognise the legitimacy of Emperor Meiji as Japan's leader. Saigo even said that he would go to Korea as a special envoy, where he would behave in such a way and cause such outrage in a way to provoke his own murder so Japan could have a justification of war. Saigo replied to all objections that he would give his life for his country and that was his desire. His proposal was approved by the emperor, however, government leaders argued against this and eventually the plan was cancelled. Furious at the reversal, Saigo resigned from his positions from the imperial government and returned to his old home. Upon returning to Kagoshima, Saigo opened his own private school for military and physical training. Samurai from all parts of Japan would flock to study under him, it is estimated that by 1877, he had 20,000 students. However, the government were now concerned that Kagoshima might become the centre of some kind of samurai rebellion. The government would try to take some ill-advised steps and try and assert authority by seizing weapons in a very tense Japan. Then, on the 29th of January, 1877, a group of Saigo's disciples attacked the Kagoshima Arsenal and Navy Yard. This brazen act of desperation was the samurai knowing their social status would soon mean nothing. In a time where a samurai was allowed to kill a common man for disrespecting him, they had fallen as they no longer had a purpose. Due to this very fact, the rebellion against the imperial government was born. Saigo was in the mountains on a hunting trip, whilst his disciples had initiated the rebellion, he reluctantly agreed to become their leader. Thus, Saigo, the man who was the Japanese hero for helping restore imperial rule, was now rebelling against it. On February the 15th, 1877, Saigo made plans to march to Tokyo, with the idea of presenting the samurai's grievances to the government. However, the imperial forces blocked his advance at Kumamato, this would erupt into a full-scale war. It would be the samurai warriors loyal to Saigo against the imperial forces, who were no more than peasants with a uniform and a gun in the eyes of the samurai. However, Saigo did use guns and did equip his samurai with them, but instead of using the bayonets like the imperial forces, they used the sword. However, by May, Saigo and his forces were now on the defensive They had suffered many defeats and by September he knew that the situation was hopeless. He had lost tens of thousands of samurai in the previous battles and would make his last stand in Kagoshima on a hill overlooking the city. On September 1877 the government troops launched one final attack. The samurai would counter however with a volley of bullets. The samurai faction would run out of bullets and would have to go back to their roots, to the weapons of old. Out of 40,000 troops, only around 500 samurai remained, and they faced an imperial army of tens of thousands, with firepower. The samurai knew that they were spent, and decided to charge into battle together one last time. On September the 24th, 1877, the samurai would make their last stand. They climbed onto their horses if they had one, put their swords high in the air and charged into inevitable death. Saigo was shot in the hip, which caused it to shatter. Knowing his fate, he committed seppuku, which is the honourable way in which a samurai ritualistically kills themselves. He grabbed his dagger and thrust it into his belly, and his friend then decapitated him. The losses on both sides were estimated at approximately 12,000 dead, and 20,000 wounded. The samurai were no more, their class system was abolished, and those left had to get regular jobs, or simply couldn't cope with an ever-changing Japan. The failure of Saigo's rebellion was an end of what he lived for, however, to the Japanese people, Saigo became a legend embodying the true spirit of Japan, and he was willing to die for it. Saigo's severed head was never found, which led to many rumours of how he was still alive and was plotting in the shadows. Saigo was portrayed in the film The Last Samurai in a fictionalised account similar to his rebellion in real life. The real Saigo, however, used guns, but he could not make a complete amendment in his own mind of abandoning the samurai class, as he was one himself, and although he could adapt Many of his samurai could not, and for the sake of them, he would commit himself to any fate. I hope you enjoyed the video guys, if you did, make sure to like, subscribe and share, let me know in the comments section down below what you thought of the last samurai, and I'll see you guys next week for another video, bye.